everybody. Welcome back to the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast featuring Susan and Mike Gluck. <laughs> Very good, Mom. Hello, everybody. This is Jeff Gluck, host of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. And today, as you heard, I'm with my parents um, who are half reluctant, half enthusiastic about doing the podcast. I'd say my mom, Susan, who you just heard, not so super enthusiastic about doing the podcast, but my tweet asking people whether she should do it got 2,500 likes. So mom, here you are. Mom, how are you? I'm great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. And here we have uh, Mike Luck, my dad. Dad, you seem more gung-ho about doing the podcast. How are you, dad? I'm so excited. Okay, good. So you guys were on, uh, I think it was Easter. We were in Albuquerque back then doing the podcast. You guys were visiting for Easter and we did some NASCAR talk and um, now the season is over so we can talk about uh, the wrap up as a whole. So, I mean, I guess to start off, um, did you guys enjoy this season? How many races do you think that you guys watched this year? Mm, Probably 95% of the races we watched. Sure. Yeah, I'd say almost all of them. And we tape every one of them. So even the ones we didn't watch live, we'd go back and watch the highlights. Okay, so... To you, I mean, did, is this a season that you enjoyed? Did you enjoy it as much as any other, or less, more? What do you think? I think this was the best season. First of all, it's great to have a hometown hero. In Martin, You're from Denver. We're from Denver, Martin Truex, and we don't get a lot of publicity, and it was really nice to see the little engine that could, and really nice story, with particularly with Sherry, Kevin, her cancer, and them being the underdogs. So that was great. You know, sad to see, and there were so many... Things that happened this year with Junior retiring, Danica retiring, Kenza not coming back. I mean, it was really just a huge year. But I, I really thought the last race was fantastic because you had the really the top four, and it was exciting and, and really a fun race. Mom, did you feel the same way about this season? Did you enjoy this NASCAR season? I did. I was really excited that Martin Truex won. And uh, I thought that a lot of the races were good. I ended up liking the stage racing. And I was really, it was exciting to follow you in your new adventure. So uh, I think we touched on this a little bit um, during the Easter podcast episode that we did about the coverage that the Denver TV stations sometimes give. But so as Martin was doing well in the playoffs and making a championship run, did you guys see a lot of coverage on the local Denver TV stations? I know that they had like a couple Denver uh, affiliates there covering Homestead, but did you guys, was that reflected in the coverage that you guys saw? Yes. I mean, it doesn't necessarily come first in the sports news, but when they, uh, when the final race last weekend, the Broncos had been doing so miserably that the NASCAR win for Denver was all the more meaningful. Yeah, and I think because Adele Arakawa is a race fan, I mean, that adds a personal touch. And we, for the first time, we saw a nine news reporter at a race, you know, broadcasting. We saw at least two or three. And, of course, we taped a couple of them and sent those around. So that was fun. Cool. So um, were you guys thinking that Martin Truex Jr. was going to pull it off? Like, were you, I know you, you it seemed like you were rooting for him to win, but did you think he was going to be able to, pulled off after the season that he's had 
No, I thought something bad was going to happen, honestly. And, you know, it always has. And particularly since Kyle Busch seemed to have a faster car and he's got the reputation for passing. And I thought either they were going to crash or he was going to pass. And for me, actually, what I like the most is he, I think the right guy won. And, you know, because he had the best season and he had to, he really had to race his way in and block Kyle Busch. I thought that was fantastic. Mom, did you, did you, expect a Martin Truex Jr. victory? I thought this was his year. I thought he was going to pull it off. Yes, I did. I was confident. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I guess, did you feel like the, the right people made the Final Four? You had Kyle Busch in the Final Four, Kevin Harvick in the Final Four, Brad Kozlowski. You know, did you feel like all those were deserving of making it? Did you feel like Kyle Larson should have been up there? I mean, did, was that, was he... Uh, you know, obviously he had some bad luck to keep him out, but you know, was it lacking anything for you? The fact that he wasn't in there? I mean, I thought Kyle, it would have been nice to have Kyle, Kyle Larson in there. Cause I think he really raced well all season and he could have been a dark horse, but really, if you look at it, the top, those top four drivers, it was really great. I, to me, it was like the final four where the right teams really get in the, in the playoffs. Yeah. Brad was the only one who, you know, used a lot of luck to get in. I think Kyle Larson was deserving of it, but it was an exciting, it was, it wasn't that there wasn't somebody in there who didn't deserve to be there. It's only four people. So I, I think they all deserve to be there. So, um, as you touched on uh, part of the season, there was a lot of, uh, there's a lot of driver movement, a lot of driver changes going on. Obviously Dale jr. Was the big one, but then Matt Kenseth is not able to find a, at least a top tier ride. He probably could have found a lesser ride and stayed in it, but he's not able to find a top tier ride, so he goes away. Danica um, had a really emotional press conference where she wasn't able to find a ride. She's just going to do Daytona 500 and Indy 500 next year, and that's going to be it for her. So, um, you know, as you you guys have been following NASCAR for about as long as I have, because you started watching it since I was going to races, so obviously these drivers have been around for a while and, you know, you're seeing, you know, Tony Stewart go away and Carl Edwards and Jeff Gordon and all these people. Um, what do you think of all the changes that are going on? And are you excited about the young guys? Do you wish they would have more time to develop? What, what are your thoughts on all this, all this driver change? Well, I, I actually thought this year the young guys really did a good job. I mean, they were, you know, they were in it a lot and, uh, wasn't just, you know, Kyle Larson and, I mean, you also, the other thing, though, that I think about this year, separate from your question, is I was really hoping for a Dale Jr. win. And I was, you know, we were, I was, we were both, you know, Gordon fans, and he had us like a fantastic year. Tony Stewart didn't. I thought, well, maybe Dale Jr. would. So that was kind of, you know, the only disappointment. So many changes, as you said. But I think there's just a lot. The, The young racers, they really, I think, exemplified a great, you know, great, great career for themselves and made a name for themselves. Mom, how, how do you feel about all the changes that are going on in NASCAR? I'm sad that some of those veteran drivers are leaving, but I'm very happy that some of them are in the broadcast booth because it, it keeps the race interesting to have them still present. I'm looking forward to Dale Jr. being in the broadcast booth. And I think that it really has made the racing exciting to have people knowledgeable and in, in, you know, calling the races. So, well, so, um, 
you know, the, the whole Dale Jr. thing, I think dad hits on a good point there where, I mean, you know, Jeff Gordon, he gets, he gets that Martinsville win and he's like, we're going to Homestead. And he makes the final four at Homestead in his final season. Tony Stewart really hadn't had a very good couple of final seasons, but even in his last year, he ends up winning Sonoma to at least make the playoffs. Dale Jr. kept waiting all year. Well, maybe it's going to be a restrictor plate race. And then, you know, when's it going to happen? When's he going to finally break through? He never had that like great happy storybook moment. I mean, maybe the end just making it through healthy, but um, did that take anything away from, you know, his career, his legacy to not have that moment? Do you think? He's such a leader and he's such a positive person and a role model for all of us. And so I think he was okay with it. So why shouldn't we be okay with it? I mean, he did have a great ending that he walked away healthy and he's expecting a child and he's happily married and it's, he's just a great guy. So I don't, I don't think he feels bad about it. So I'm not going to feel bad about it. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, I thought he had a great attitude and showed something in terms of, you know, you, it isn't all about winning. It's and it's how you carry yourself. I think he, you know, one of the things at the end there where I, did, I guess I didn't realize that he and Martin Truex were such good friends. Were where he came over. So for me, that was kind of like okay, you know, Junior's really good friend one. That was kind of a nice ending. And you know, really, it's I was so happy for him. And it's so, for me, exciting to see somebody on top of the sport who's a nice person through and through. You just don't see that in hardly any other sport. Oh, go ahead, Mom. And William Byron won, and he drives for Junior Motorsports, does he not? So um, that was a win for Junior. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's absolutely true. Um, one thing, uh, did you guys keep track much of the, the whole Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin thing at Martinsville and then at Phoenix? What, what was your take there? Because, um, you know, at, at Martinsville, um, Chase Elliott's going for the win. He boots Kozlowski out of the way. And then it looks like he's going to win his first race and make it to Homestead. And then Denny Hamlin comes and knocks him out of the way. Now, personally, I've maintained that I don't think Denny Hamlin did that on purpose, but obviously most fans, um, think that he did wreck him on purpose. I, I think he was trying to bump him out of the way, just like Elliot did to Kozlowski, but obviously the fans really, really rallied to chase Elliot's side and are very anti Denny Hamlin after that. Um, did you have a side that you took in, in that whole thing? Yeah. At first I was really disappointed in Hamlin. You know, we had met him at the tweet up that one time and I was kind of a Denny Hamlin fan and he seemed like such a nice guy as well and a hard racer. But when I first saw that, I was really upset and I thought it was really kind of dirty pool. And I, I thought it would have been nice for Chase Elliott to be also be in the, in the final, you know, and to make the, make the final four. But you know, and, and also I don't think Hamlin, his first comments were very good. They've seemed like he really intended to do it. And so then I was against it. But as I thought more about it and I thought, okay, what would I do if I, it's my one chance to make the chase and I really do, I probably would do it. So I thought it was hard racing, but I still felt that other drivers might not have gone that far. Mom, did you have a take, hot take on Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott and all that happened? Well, I'm not definitely, most definitely not an expert, but I thought that where he, he, it was in a corner, something about where Denny Hamlin hit him, that it was, le it was not fair. 
for the particular place that he had hit him so that it did seem to be a little bit dirtier than the hit that he had had on him. So eh, I don't think I agreed with you on that one. Okay. No, no problem there. No, we can disagree. Um, so how are your, what do you think of Chase Elliott overall? Because it seems like the way the fan response came out through that whole thing, um, it seems like he's going to be the next most popular driver guy after Dale Jr. leaves. I mean, the fans really, really like him. Um, now, of course, his first year, um, he didn't win, and then he would get out of his car and beat himself up and be woe is me all, all, a lot or be really hard on himself. And it was like, come on, man. You know, this year I don't feel like he did much of that, but he still didn't win. So, um, you know, how do you view Chase Elliott overall right now in the sport? I was very surprised at the crowd reaction that he was so popular, but I'm certainly, I mean, I don't have uh, a huge opinion of him one way or another. He's not somebody that I've followed, but I'll be paying more attention to him next year because the fan, the fans seem to like him so much. Dad, what do you think of Chase Elliott? I like him. You know, I like him. I, you know, he is hard on himself, but actually I think that is to me, it's a likable. He's not, you know, he's not making excuses. He seems to be harder on himself than anybody else, which I think he's got the drive and ambition to do it. He and Carl Larson, I think, are going to fight it out for quite a while, and that's going to probably be a good rivalry. And, you know, he's got the passion, so I, I think it's going to be good for the sport. So you, you have um, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, uh, Eric Jones, Daniel Suarez, all these younger guys that have come in the last couple years, um, and they're all trying to make names for themselves. Who, who among those younger guys are you going to be paying particular attention to and, you know, maybe has a possibility of, you know, um, being your driver or, or, or being a driver that you follow um, as they come through the ranks? I'm, I'm going to really follow Kyle Larson. I think he's – I was surprised how many times he came from the back of the pack, you know, up front. So, to me, he seems like kind of like the next Kyle Busch, if you will, in my mind. And so he certainly seems like a nice guy as well. I mean, somebody that has a nice personality and could be exciting. So I like him. I was happy to see Ryan Blaney win one, particularly since you had called him out early in the season. So I thought, well, I was kind of cheering for him because you had picked him one to, to be a dark horse. And I thought it was nice for Suar you know, uh, Daniel Suarez to be, you know, just from the diversity standpoint. So... Um, mom, what do you, do you have any opinions on this? You're shaking your head. I don't, I don't really know. I'm going to have to develop my taste next year for who my new driver is. So who of the young guys is going to have the next season that we're talking about? Because you have William Byron, he's going to be taking over the 24 car because uh, the 24 right now is becoming the nine car for Chase Elliott. So basically the, the five car, um, is going to be the 24. So that's going to be William Byron's car. And then you're going to have Alex Bowman. Um, he actually has a few years cup experience, but really crappy teams. So it's almost like a rebirth for him. He's going to be taking over the 88. Then you've got uh, Bubba Wallace, who really only has four cup starts. I think he's taking over the 43 car. Um, so there's, there's some other young guys coming up that we could throw into this conversation. Who is going to have the best year out of those three guys? Bubba, Bowman or um, Byron? Mm, that's a good question. I would guess I would have to say Byron. I think, you know, he, I would have to vote on him. But, you know, one thing you, you I 
was thinking about when you were talking about it because first of all I was really happily surprised I wasn't thinking I would even follow any of the young guys this year so to me you know the, the fact that I did was interesting but when I think about the rivalry like between Kyle Busch and Brad that don't like each other and you got Harvick you know, in Hamlin, I honestly think it's going to be really hard for other than, you know, honestly, other than a Kyle Larson or, a, you know, Austin Dillon or somebody, you know, Chase Elliott. I think one of those three guys, to me, if it's probably still going to be the four that, you know, were, were in there, they sure have the best chance next year. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, um, Johnson and Harvick are going to be the oldest cup drivers now. But I mean, um, it seems like cup drivers peak right around age 40. So Martin Truex Jr. is still only 37 years old. Hamlin's 37. You've still got um, Keselowski, Logano, Kyle Busch. Um, you've got a ton of guys in there that can really, you know, make names for themselves for a long time. So you're right. It's not just going to be all about the young guys necessarily. It's it's not like they're just going to hand it to them and say, congrats, young guys. You know, but mom, so um, back to the original question, um, Bowman, Byron or Bubba, who's going to have the best season out of those next year? I am guessing Byron because of the Hendrick backing. So um, we're uh, 17 and a half minutes into the podcast and we haven't started talking about too much about um, next year yet as far as the championship contenders. So. Um, we, we just touched on whose sport it's going to be still and all that stuff. But, um, you know, obviously there's been a lot made of Toyota. They had a really dominant year. They've really had the last few years have been pretty dominant, um, two and a half seasons anyway. So if you had to sit here um, just right after Thanksgiving, long way to be decided. We know nothing about next season so far. But who would who would you think um, is going to be your championship favorite going into 2018 my championship favorite i you know actually i'm gonna i'm gonna i think martin truex you know he earned i mean he had the fabulous year you look at all the top tens and fives and he was a race leader for so many things so i think he it's his i still think he's got the most you know to or not the most a game but the, we'll do the best but i'm sitting there thinking about joey logano i mean i you know he's probably was really upset about not being in he's got a lot of talent so i'd say he's the dark horse for me just because he's got the most to prove yeah that's a good point i mean yeah i mean cole pern's not going to forget how to set up a race car in the off season truex is only has more confidence than ever probably and the rules changes coming next year probably aren't going to take away anything from Toyota. I mean, Chevy's getting a new nose, a new car basically, but um, I don't really know that that's going to change things up that much. So I think Toyota will still be strong. So mom, do you have a championship favorite for next year? Well, I think the stage racing is going to be impacted by the fact that Truex won so many stages this year and that gave him such a boost going into the playoffs. So I think, that's not going to maybe be as easy. I think other people are going to compete more for the stage points. So maybe it'll be a little more even. I'm going to I'm going to go with Kyle Busch. He was really close this year. Toyota still probably will have an edge. I'll, I'll go with Kyle Busch. Okay. Uh, Dad, do you want to say something else? Yeah, no, I mean, the thing, the one question in my mind, which I know nothing about, which I'm interested to learn more, is about the whole nose thing and about, you know, what, what whatever 
Kozlowski was talking about with their downforce or their secret thing. And so maybe with the new car, that may be a wrinkle that might make may, may tilt the scales a little bit differently. Well, Chevy's certainly counting on that um, to have the new Camaro make a difference. But, um, you know, NASCAR had, you know, comes with a box basically of, um, okay, we need your aero numbers to be within this box compared to the other manufacturers. And they make them, they can't just bring a new nose and all of a sudden it's just dramatically better aero numbers than the other manufacturers. Toyota had to be within a certain amount of um, downforce through the, in the wind tunnel as, as Chevy and Ford were. So you wouldn't think that it's that big of an advantage. Plus it took till like June or something for a Joe Gibbs racing car to win this year. So I don't really know. I think Keselowski's doing some politicking and all stuff at Ford can't bring a new car until, until the manufacturer changes their street model car that they're using in the series. They can't just bring a new nose. So Ford is stuck. And I think Keselowski's sort of lobbying to, which you can't really blame him, you know? Uh, yeah, that's interesting. And you made a, you you brought up a good point about the fact that Gibbs, you know, everybody's saying what's wrong with Gibbs. So even though they had a new car, or, or if they had an advantage, they certainly took them a while to figure it out, and they figured it out. So, who is your prediction for next year's champion? Well, uh, I don't really know yet. I'll probably have to save that for another podcast. There's a long off season to go, but I wasn't going to be able to talk to you guys before then, so that's why I was asking you nice. now. Yeah, I put you on the spot. So, um, mom, dad, any final thoughts on um, the season? This could be, you know, something we didn't talk about that you enjoyed or an observation, something you'd like to see change for next year, um, something you're looking forward to. Final thoughts on 2017 NASCAR season, dad. My final thought is, first of all, I am really so amazed and appreciative for the fans that supported you. Honestly, God, I was nervous and scared about if we'd be supporting you. And, you know, to see that this worked out so well for you and Sarah and how much you enjoyed it and what great fans and patrons you have. I mean, to me, that that to me was everything. And it was, you know, just so rewarding. Cool. Yeah, that's definitely my takeaway from this season too. I mean, that's been the highlight of my year and probably many years to come is all the support I got this year. So now you tell me that you thought you were going to might be having support me. <laughs> Mom, uh, any final thoughts on this year? Uh, I thought it was a great year. I'm hoping that somehow we talked about this in April. Um, they're the broadcasters are going to be able to bring more attention to the personalities of the drivers individually and what what a great sport it is I we've been watching the Broncos this season and we turn it off about five minutes into every game because it's so excruciatingly painful and I said to dad one Sunday you know NASCAR isn't a crushing sport like football and basketball when you have a, a home team you you're always rooting for somebody there's always something to give you hope for the race it's such a great sport to watch it's not as painful as other sports at least in my book and I just really feel like there there should be more exposure out there in some way to get more fans so that's my hope for next year that's that's very good I'm sure everybody would like to agree with that well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, hopefully, I'm going to try to come up with a podcast in Champions Week from Las Vegas. I'm heading there um, on Tuesday, so hopefully that will be something fun. I don't know if I'll be able to do something on the media day there and talk to some drivers or what, but hopefully we can come up with something. Um, and in the meantime, 
appreciate you listening as always. Um, keep checking your feed. There'll be more podcasts coming up in the off season until then we will all talk to you next time on the untitled Jeff Gluck podcast.